oh, back man. up a little bit. Mm. Man, like when I breathe in, I can hear the whistle. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's really whistle in my nose, man. It's really sensitive right now. Mm. It's like I'm kissing a man right now. That's going to get stuck in the head. No, it's just it's, I'm, I, I, for some reason, it just seems a little more intense than normal. We could be in uh, Provincetown. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Riff it's Riff Raff. It's my boy. No. Is so, he going to uh, sue us? Because that would be embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm his biggest fan, man. <laughs> I don't know what it is about him. He's so ridiculous. I find him to be entertaining. I don't know why. It's just... Uh, it's like but you're making him what money. is what is going on with this? Like why is he doing this? But anyway, hey, let me go ahead and turn off these. Um... All right. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Not Dumb Podcast. This is your host Iron Man Abdullah, and I'm Shimon Warden with no nickname, no 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 plug two. Oh yeah, I am plug two. Oh okay, yeah. there you right. go. Um, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I like to take a quick moment uh seems like the last half hour of the uh last podcast we did number 10 i was uh became a little bit unfettered um here's the thing about iron man abdullah unfettered that means unrestrained uh i'm a bit of a hothead it happens i'm a little intense sometimes it happens i can't i can't front on that maybe you were just passionate i i gotta turn it down though yeah. I was I was calling all kinds of dickheads and all kinds of things and it was uh Yeah, my mother listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> he got in trouble with his mom. My mother's one of uh the 11 listeners we have. So um Yeah, I don't I don't think she was feeling that. Um I stand by my words though. I think uh Tucker Carlson is really dumb. Um but I I probably need to calm down a little bit. Um I have a lot of like uh Inner anger, inner rage, like and it's always like right behind my eyeballs, you know. Oh, I know that feeling. It's like it's always right here, literally. Just like, please give me an excuse right now to just yeah. swing, please, no, everything. And um, I'm glad I wasn't dropping f bombs and things like that, but I was, I was like right there, and I was kind of joking a little bit too. It wasn't, I wasn't a thousand percent serious, but you didn't go super saiyan. I should have been more fettered. Me more fettered. Yeah, should have be, been a little more. Like his power level is ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like just raging, screaming with, with rocks flying upwards. Yeah. <laughs> Two, but, four uh, episode power up. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I kind of let loose a little bit there. Probably shouldn't have. Um, but anyway, that's what happens. It's natural. It's human emotions. That's why we listen to podcasts. We want a little bit of humanity um, in an otherwise overly censored and sheltered world. Um, how's things, man? How are you? How's your week? Um, mold. That's that's how my week has been. Mold. Old. 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 Yes. What does that mean? I, I I hurt my knee doing absolutely nothing. I don't I don't know. What oh, hurt, changing the baby hurt your knee. Yeah. And just went out. <laughs> Not even went out. Like later that day, I just flared my leg out, like on the sofa, like. I'm thinking about getting up. But I haven't moved enough to get up. So you were sitting thinking. <laughs> sitting thinking. I was lying down. Me and my, yeah. you know, my son and I watching whatever on Netflix. Yeah. And I hurt the lower part of my knee. The uh, Definitely one of the stability muscles. And it, it hurts yeah. a lot. Is like, it still hurting right now? Currently? 
It hurts a lot less now. It's more like sore. I'm stretching it, you know, keeping it warm. Then I yeah. ice it, you know, because it's one of those muscles that if it goes, you blow your whole knee out. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's not that's not yeah. cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so there that. you have it. Shaman Warden uh, blew his knee out thinking. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I've I've actually you know when you get the the torticollis in your neck. Yeah, I've gotten one of those just waking up in the morning and stretching, and it lasted like four or five days. Oh yeah, I've had yeah, that. Like I wake up and like oh man, I'm like awake. <laughs> oh, and then and then I just get a a thing that I, basically a, a muscle injury from stretching. It's, it's it sucks, bro. Yeah, I need to get younger. I got to figure that out because that you is know, not it's, the truth. It's all that old scar tissue. And you just been like, you know what? Today we'll flare up. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm gonna do. And, and it always makes me remember with, uh, a time when I used to be strong and like healthy and stuff. And oh, limber! Like, like I, I could, I could, I, I, I've actually jumped out of a, a second story window just yeah. for kicks. It'd yeah. be fine. Just pop back up, nothing. Just yeah. keep walking. If I do that now, uh, there's gonna be an ambulance involved. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if not the knees, the back. Yeah, or, something. Or, or the next day, you might be fine. And three days later, you'd be like. Oh, my toenail! Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's going now. Something, something's up. But uh, now I don't, I don't like. I, I know this is the state of our affairs. Uh, but I, man, I got to get back in shape. I got to figure it out. Well, I got to get my discipline thing. back together, man. So I was working out. Um, you know, Junior and I going out in the morning. Yeah, we were doing our doing our exercise. Junior is Shay Dubs uh, Shea for the uninvited. W make Dub. What is it? Make Shay uh, Dubs. Long name Seamus Dubathy. <laughs> Esquire, yeah, Dorothy Esquire. His, his name fourth. is actually Shaman, just like his father, but he doesn't like to be called Junior, um, like his father insists on calling him. I'm the so, only one that does, absolutely. Do. So everyone else calls him Shaman, or or the variety of different nicknames. That does your wife call him Shaman? No, no, she calls him Shimmy, like I was called when I was little. Yeah, that's like a that's like a little baby kid name. That's not He's like outgrowing a, it right now. You a sixteen-year-old name. That's too. Yeah. No, no, that's in the house, you know. So you know, his friends call him Shimon and whatever else. Okay. When he's in a you know, in a skate park doing his thing. Oh, he skates. Yeah, he's a skater. Like a skateboard skater. Yeah, a skateboard skater. I used to be a rollerblade skater. Me too. Yeah. He he teases that, but that, I, uh, skate rollerblading was dope. Son. Oh yeah, I mean, like I could jump a truck. I uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, no, this old timer taught me who used to roll a roll a skate. Uh, he taught me. How oh, to, with the roller skates. With yeah. the oh yeah, that's, he, he those taught are old me. Uh, he was in grad school when I was in undergrad, yeah. and I used to rollerblade everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was like, "Do you know how to jump?" And I was like, "No, not like that." And he's yeah. like, "So he he said, well, you take a tricycle, and you jump into the grass. So if you fall, you hit the grass, right? So yeah. you jump." So I did that, and I moved up from a bike to then something like a little four wheeler, and then I could get a, you know, I could get a small car like over the hood, and I went lengthways. So first I went widthways, then lengthways. You went lengthways over a car. Yeah. Onto the ground. Yes. I used to be with roller blades or roller skates. Roller roller blades. Oh, okay. Roller blade. Yeah, I could I could get it up. How how fast were you going to get over a, a car? Mm, it's you. You do need to get up to like. Are you going down a hill to get over it? No, you gotta. If if it's flat and smooth, and you can really get um, some speed up, where you can get to about twenty five, thirty miles an hour. Yeah, you can make it. It because you don't jump like uh, you would. 
you know, you don't come off on one foot. You got to jump and lift your legs up at the same time to really yeah, get that amp. Yeah, get him behind you or whatever. Up, up in front. Get your knees up, basically. Get your knees up and yeah. let your body lift up with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just don't want to hawk your knees up because you, you won't clear it. Yeah, I wasn't into tricks and stuff, but, man, I used to rollerblade. When I used to live in Seattle, I used to rollerblade from north Seattle all the way to downtown to wherever I needed to go. Yeah. Killing the workouts. I mean, thousands of calories burned, and it was nothing. Yeah. I used to live on a... Uh, a street called Roosevelt Way and it's a uh, huge at the top of it it's like a huge hill oh that must have been awesome it was really fun going down that hill but I used to go up it because it was the quickest way downtown because you have to go up the hill and then back down yeah man all types of gluteus muscles involved with that <laughs> I'm, dead, I'm dead serious yeah. like you you, you yeah. Glutes would be burning, son. But I could do it. I think now if I tried that, I'd probably like bar for something. <laughs> like halfway up the hill, like, oh, oh you know. I used to I used to rollerblade. Oh man, I was so buff. I gotta get I gotta get that back, man. Yeah. I used to rollerblade to morning PT. Mm-hmm. So I used to rollerblade from my um townhouse. Yeah. Screw driving. I was like, no, honey, you wait a minute, I might yeah, take wait. the car. Take the car. Take Women, my she didn't even drive at the time. Yeah. And uh, my ex and I used to rollerblade like the mile and a half, mm. two miles, and doing all kinds of tricks. Yeah, on dress and be like, okay, let's run a couple of miles and, and exercise for oh, the next man. hour and a half. Nothing, yeah. no problem. Mm. You know, oh, man, I gotta get that back. Yeah. So here's the thing about getting old, and if you're doing it properly, you're gonna get to a place where you're just essentially. My life is my work that I do is basically making a bunch of phone calls and making a bunch of decisions. And checking in on people, making sure people are doing what they need to be doing. Not very physical, you know. No, not anymore. And it's it's really bad for calorie burning. You, you know? know. You know what gets me? Um, and it's stressful. And I'm 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 a stress eater too, so that's like a bad combination. You don't want to be a stress eater and having a low calorie burning job where you're just basically walking around and making phone calls all day, essentially. Mine yeah, is sucks. phone calls, <clears throat> video calls, conferences. Yeah. And a lot of time doing like analysis and research. Oh, computer I'm, work. Computer work. Yeah. And I try to. I mean, I'm. I stand up. I'm coming in different spaces, but yeah, it's 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 way too sedentary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love it when I have to go, but like, oh, let me go for a meeting, and I take the train. Yeah. So walking around, but that's oh just, yeah, you work from home too, mostly, right? Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's well, we're looking. Worse. We're looking for um, some office options right now. Yeah. So like not enough for an independent office, but beyond a co work, but there's some hidden gems around there. I found a place um mm-hmm. a company that does some Office space is expensive in Boston, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. They they will get you. Like, you where, where where's it where's this where's this place at? Um this company called uh A three advisor T three advisors. Where's it at though? No, they, they have like some of the not the big co works, some of the smaller ones. Um there's one in the seaport and one in Copley that they sent me. But it's not outrageous. It's almost like the regular prices. So you can get a private office within that kind of co-work environment, like at a WeWork or a CIC. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking bit, about doing one of those, but uh, I don't. I, mean, I don't like I don't like offices that are like that uh, plebeian. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, they're a little like, bit too uh, open. Yeah, like it's like anybody is there from any with any kind of. It just seems like a weird. And you got. I like the I like the feel of them. Yeah. But some when you want to do business, like it, you got to sit down there and yeah. have a meeting. Yeah, I don't want everybody in my business. No, you know, I, I need. Yeah. I don't want open sight lines at that point in time. Yeah, you know, because um, so there's a balance. So there are a couple out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people are starting up 
a variety of the different co-working office mixtures. Yeah. There's a there's a bunch out here. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, Copley and Seaport are both um, extremely expensive areas. So, um, man, I don't know what you're gonna do with that. I mean, you you really end up going to get in a private office within a co-work space mm. that fits what you need, and then um, you're talking about instead of paying, you know, if you got a you're not paying utilities or anything else. You probably pay anywhere from like, I've seen everywhere from four hundred to oh wow, that's fourteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was you, thinking you, thousands. No, many, many thousands maybe about, about sixteen. No more than two two grand a month. Because then you may as well. I mean, to get your own office in Boston, unless you're going to, well, not in Boston, the Boston area, they were like, uh, you got to be ready to spend like eight to 10K a yeah, month. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I don't. I, don't I used to do. work in the, uh, I used to work in the old John Hancock building downtown, mm-hmm. or not downtown, in Copley Square. And um, the office that we had, and it wasn't mine, this is when I used to work the corporate life. No windows anywhere in the whole office. Well, that's horrible. It was literally. That's not even allowed in prison. I don't even know, but you just and I. That's why I can't. I, like I hate offices. But anyway, um, no windows anywhere. Not a single window. You basically open the door. The door looks like all fancy and stuff. Like, oh, welcome to you know whatever the company was that I worked, and uh, and it, ha- it looks nice. Like they dressed it up and made it look nice with you know super nice signs and lights behind it and all that stuff, but. After a while, you realize, hey, there's no friggin' windows in this place. And um, uh, a little depressing, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, um, yeah, I actually had an office space in there that was just for me, but I was, like, never there because it was friggin' terrible. And that's why I hate corporate life. But um, Yeah, that's Oh, but, but what I was saying about that is it was about, um, it was less than 2,000 square feet, that whole office. Guess how much he was paying? How much? $18,000. A month? A month. The owner of the company was, and I was like, "Wow, that sucks." I, I can believe that because it's the Hancock Building. So yeah, right now, there's, I mean, a, yeah. there's a there's one of these spots in Hancock mm. on one of the floors, and it's the uh, new one or the old one. Mm. The new building is flossy though. This the old one's nice, but it's not as flossy as the new one. I don't know. It just said Hancock's house, so it could be either one. Yeah, it could be either one with that. Yeah, but um, what? How much was it though? Well, you know, if you get a desk, it's like two, four hundred, five hundred. If you get a private office, up to about fifteen, yeah, sixteen. Yeah, that sounds about right, man. Anyway, well, good luck with that. Uh, man, that's a lot of money, though. But anyway, yeah, man, I saw this. Uh, oh, what was that documentary I just saw? Something about planned obsolescence, and it was uh, basically talking about a hundred years ago. Right, they when the light bulb was first invented, one of the first light bulbs that was invented is literally still burning to this day, literally the same bulb. And how is that? It's called the light bulb conspiracy, by the way. Um, everyone, I think it's on YouTube. You guys should watch it. The light bulb conspiracy. So, in the light bulb conspiracy, they were talking about. How this is like literally over 100 years ago, the light bulbs, believe it or not, were actually lasting too long. And the different suppliers of light bulbs decided that, uh, hey, these light bulbs are lasting too long. We need to make more money. Let's let's engineer these bulbs to fail after a certain point. 
And this is called the lifespan of the product, right? So they had a um, the the different companies that made the light bulbs. I think Philips is one of them. They came up with a plan to only make their light bulbs last 1,000 hours on average. So basically through engineering of materials, I think that's called material sciences in college or something like that. Exacto mundo. Through engineering of materials, they made it so that light bulbs only lasted 1,000 hours. And that way, uh, when they burned out, they'd keep getting repeat customers, right? So anyone who was in that cabal of light bulb manufacturers who didn't obey the terms of that of of the agreement that they all had for 1000 hour limits on all the light bulbs the other light bulb manufacturers would like find that company or publicly denounce that company or whatever so like let's say there's company a b and c and b company b decides hey i'm going to make a 1500 hour light bulb um, so I can beat A and C. The A and C would then turn around and say, hey, this company's terrible. You shouldn't buy their products. Then they'd find them. And then they'd, you know, ultimately they'd either lose their business or they'd comply with the demands of the cabal. So this is actually normal now. But back then, this was like a big conspiracy. Like, oh, you know, people don't talk about it. And uh, they couldn't imagine that a type of thing can, could really exist. And, you know, you can't have all these people keeping secrets. The secret's going to get out. They actually had no trouble keeping the secret, and it was totally fine, and this was common knowledge in the industry, but outside of the industry, no one knew. Now we all know that this is, what is it called, planned? It's like basically called planned product life expectancy or something like that, where you can expect to get a certain amount of time on average on any given product that you get. Yeah, I mean, currently. it's it's in product design. Yeah, it's designed into it, whole, exactly. Yeah. Which... You know, if you're making a product that... That's crazy. Yeah. Well, it depends on how you're putting a product together. Like, right now, we're rocking the beats. And they know with the materials that they chose how long this is going to last for. And beats is nice, but it ain't going to last, you know, 10 no. years. Yeah. You know, you know. No. <laughs> These are not 10-year headphones. No, no, no. Good thing we found them in the garbage. <laughs> Come up. <laughs> anyway. Um, we so, upcycled them. So yeah. my my plan is what I'm going to tell all the like I, I have a um, I don't really deal with a lot of product design and product you know mo- most of my business is in products or is in um, services and you know construction project management and that kind of thing. Um, but there, I do have some other things on the horizon where it, it is going to be products. I would advise all people within the sound of my voice, whatever products you make, make sure you design them to last. Now the other side to this is that people know this about products now. We all know that everything we buy has a lifespan. Nothing that we buy now, not a single thing, literally nothing, is built to last 100 years. They build it cheaply on purpose so that they can have repeat customers, right? Well, it depends on the company. Generally. Now, there's a few exceptions to this company. Um, I mean, a few exceptions to this rule. And those, those companies tend to prosper way better than the other companies. If you look at companies like Polo, they make a quality shirt and you're going to have a Polo shirt for like 20, 25 years. Yeah, yeah. and Patagonia yeah. is actually... Patagonia is another one, exactly. Yeah, Patagonia it actually encourages people 
LL Bean is another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. LL Bean is like you can pass this sucker down. If you pass it down, if something happens, hey, send it in. We'll send you another one because there's a problem. (laughs) Yeah, something's wrong. LL Bean and Patagonia have been that's that's their thing, but they're they have loyal customers. They're really talking about having a customer that may have several numerous one of their products. Yeah. Each one of them lasting, you know, yeah. decade plus. Exactly. On clothing, which is crazy. Exactly. Another, uh, another, like as far as car manufacturers, Mercedes and Volvo, they actually use higher end steel in their cars. Now, this is not to say that they're invincible at all. And by the way, their product now that you get is going to be of lesser quality. They're going to be way nicer, but they're going to be of lesser quality than the, than the product that you would get 30 years ago because even them, they're basically having a planned lifespan that's shorter than what they planned on 30, 40 years ago. Like, you know those G-Wagon trucks? You know the no. G-Wagon? Okay. No. Well, the Mercedes has a G-Wagon, um, and it's literally the same design that they've had for, like, the last 40 or 50 years or something. It's crazy. The one that you... Well, I think they just updated it, like, two or three years ago. But before that, you could literally swap out body parts from a Mercedes G-Wagon from 2005 from a Mercedes G wagon from 1970. Like it's crazy. Hmm. It was just solid. Everything was solid steel. The thing weighs like five, 6,000 pounds for nothing. It's like, a, it's like basically the size of a Jeep, maybe like an Ford Explorer or something. So it's not a huge SUV. But anyway, my point is um, companies that put out a quality product will last and they will have followers. And if you look at Patagonia and L.L. Bean, and um, Eddie Bauer used to do it too, but I think, is Eddie Bauer out of business now? No, Eddie Bauer got uh, consumed with one of those holding companies. So, oh, okay. Yeah, they, you, you, I felt the difference in Eddie Bauer so, about 10 years ago. So back when I was like, you know, 19, 20, 21, uh, there was a period when Eddie Bauer was like cool for some reason. I don't know why, because they didn't really make that cool that you know the, the things they made weren't really that cool but i still have shirts currently from eddie bauer to this day that are like 20 years old older i got than, a windbreaker from eddie bauer yeah still around exactly yeah exactly the old eddie bauer not the current eddie yeah the, this is the old one yeah yeah uh fun fact for all you people out there uh iman abdullah actually built the doors to the eddie bauer outlet well it wasn't the eddie bauer outlet it was actually the eddie bauer flagship store in Seattle that used to exist that doesn't exist anymore. I, I built those doors. I wonder what company has your doors now. I have no idea. I'm gonna next time I go to Seattle I'm gonna look at it and see what uh I wonder if they're still there. But I actually I was a I was aluminum door and frame technician back in the day. I've had a lot of jobs, Shimon. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that wasn't one I was expecting. A lot of skills. Uh, a lot of skills acquired over the past uh, twenty whatever years. Anyway, um so yeah man. Always put out a good product. Don't build cheaply. Don't build just to have a lifespan of your product. If you put out the product that's good, the customers will come. You will make a lot of money. Patagonia is a very, very wealthy company. LL Bean is doing great. Polo's they, doing excellent. You know, one I don't of even like Polo, but I have a lot of Polos. It no is, Polo brand Polos. You have a lot. Yeah, I don't like them because um, I don't know what the deal is. Nineteen sixty-seven. What is that for? I don't rock a lot of the 1967s. I had a lot of polos and Ralph Lauren. I was going to a Ralph Lauren. Oh, phase. Ralph Lauren is the parent, right? Yeah, the parent company, right? Don't get me confused right now. Cause no, it's the same owner. Ralph Lauren is the actual owner. Who right? owns polo? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's the name of the designer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and then there's like, isn't there like black label and purple label and all that stuff? I forgot. 
All right. Anyway, it's all good stuff, and it'll last you a long time. And they charge quite a bit. It depends where you get them from, because they have a, a line that's less expensive, and then they have a more quality line. You can tell by the how the the materials. Oh, isn't and that like color. Polo Sport or something like that? Yeah. Look, you know, um, it's, I mean, it suits every everyone. The, the the quality of the material, the quality of the craftsmanship. Yeah. And the country is made in yeah. kind of affect the price. Yeah. Um, in marketing, but like a Patagonia, like Patagonia, Ella Bean, they they were drinking the Kool Aid. They believed it. They kept their marketing tight. They created a culture internally and externally, yeah. and that's allowed them to really weather the storm in good years and bad years because the people they were always consistent, yeah, relatively exactly. consistent, right? Um, where some people are like, oh yeah, we're gonna make things better and one rough quarter and they're like oh my goodness oh, again. Hold on. <laughs> you know if you're incentivizing yeah. your your leadership on Wait, quarterly performance it, what is the term what is the term for that isn't that something like velocity what is the term for your your business is based on selling a lot of and you have to keep selling a lot and a lot and more what is that you know the term i'm talking about i mean you can say quantity you volume base I mean, it's like velocity. I thought velocity was a term or something. I might I be mean, mistaken. No, you can use velocity. Like um, velocity is that you, the the product has to move off the shelf quickly because you're essentially you're talking about Walmart. Walmart's model is volume and velocity. Yeah, you know they don't keep products in their pipeline long. The product is coming from the from the manufacturer or yeah. the distributor going Everything into their system quick. and yep. it's out. Yeah, yeah, and it is replaced on demand, which is actually pretty awesome. I wonder like how long, like what's the longest, like if you have a Walmart, let's say you take a Walmart, the Walmart in Quincy, I wonder how long things, like you know how the human body cycles out all our cells every seven years or something like that? Mm -hmm. I bet there's, I wonder what's like the longest lasting thing in a Walmart. Though they know. I bet they do know. They they have a computer system to track the whole thing. I know they know, but I bet like, I just think it would be interesting to know, like, hey, this only like if the if if they stop supplying, would the store be empty in like two weeks or like a month or six oh, months? I used or? to know this, man. Um, it depends on the location. Yeah. So some of the WalMarts, like especially the ones in the South, or more rural WalMarts, that's not going to last a couple of days. They'll yeah. be oh wow, because um, yeah, because that's number, the only thing in town. Right? It's one of the major suppliers in town. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Quincy Walmart has an older floor plan. Really pisses me off, man. There's so much better floor plans than that. Oh, man, I hate Walmart. Yeah. yeah, when I lived in Texas, I lived at a couple of times. I lived within two miles, two two square two mile radius, mm-hmm. seven WalMarts. Yeah, yeah. that uh, sounds about Texas. Everything is abundant. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people in there. People drive from far distances. Um, Did you see those hundred pump gas stations? I saw. What's that? What's that main? gas station that's like actually a supermarket at the same time and like has every what's the name of it there's a lot of like that oh really my, <laughs> that's a common thing <laughs> that, okay. doesn't slim, that doesn't slim it down uh my favorite um lar- um 30 uh, bucky's bucky's yeah i think yeah, that's i love bucky's yeah. man bucky's has some amazing jerky i just don't get why everyone's going to a gas station like it why is it so popular it's just the, a gas station it's <laughs> not just a gas station first of all bucky's is it tends to be the, the buckets I used to go to is between Dallas and Houston, m- more towards the Houston side, right? Okay. There isn't a bunch of stuff between Dallas and Houston. You know, there's like four towns, and um, it's four hours of straight road. Just a highway. Wow. Highway, and a couple of places you can go. And once you miss the road to go to cut into 
um, East Texas yeah. on, I, on Route 70. Yeah. There's nothing else, right? So Bucky's one has, they clean their bathrooms all day. They have about four, mm. 25 stalls. Cleanliness or is good for business. Man. Yeah. I mean. Disney they, World's like that too, by the way. Yeah. They go in and every hour, they scrub them. They got the guys wow. in there. It, it's everything there's no, you're not going to find toilet paper all that's through. a terrible job man yeah yeah well can you, you imagine know. the horror story there? <laughs> like, <laughs> well just loafs well they have a lot of uh immigrant community and uh low uh, 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 they have an ample supply of low school not labor right there on the border mm-hmm. even though it's not that close to the border relatively speaking um oh the, is that uh, north texas it's central texas okay all right all right and then uh the other thing, Bucky's has a full state deli, ice cream shop, mm. souvenirs. There's something next to it that sells like fishing gear and stuff like that. So you can go to Bucky's. You can. It's like a super Seven Eleven, a wow. deli, and they have their own jerky. Like they dry. I mean, we're talking about quality jerky, not that little snap into a Slim Jim crap. Wow. We're talking about real dried meat that you can see the seasonings in mm. it. You just it's like a dried, thin steak. I love, season. I love good jerky, bro. Hey man, the jerky is amazing. Yeah. Um, like, you start driving, but like, yo, we we gonna start. It, sound, it sounds weak, but good jerky is highly underrated. Yeah, it's very good. I became a like a serious jerky person, man. So there's a Bucky's between. Probably bad for your colon, though. <laughs> no, I'm actually serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go Depends ahead. on the jerky. So there's one between Dallas and Houston. One between. Houston and San Antonio, closer mm. to San Antonio. Yeah. There's another one between San Antonio and Austin, and mm. I think one between Waco and um, and and Dallas. Wow. So on those long stretches, somewhere in between, where you're going to be gassing up. Mm. Um, I don't. So they're really more like Central Texas. And they're they're huge. Yeah, I want to go to one of those one day. I don't know why I have dreams of going to a store. Apparently, the, the kids love it too. Like my kids are like, "Yo, Dad, are we stopping at Bucky's?" I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, we stopping at Bucky's." So unless I gotta <laughs> shoot through, like I'm in a hurry or something. Wow. Like, yeah, we're definitely going to Bucky's. This and it's all and it's a Shell gas station so, too, so it's not cheap gas. It's all mm. quality gas. Good times. Well, anyway, yeah, quality products, man. That's where it's at. Um, yeah, I gotta go to. I want to go to a Bucky's one day. I just want to see what's up with it. I want to see what all the hype because I've actually because, seen stuff on like the Food Channel and stuff like that. Yeah, you want to go to the big you know. ones, but yeah, um, but yeah, the the jerky is amazing. They yeah. also got um, they got cream cheese. I mean, they got toffee. Cream cheese doesn't sound very appealing. No, to me. they got toffee and fudge. I forgot that they have fudge, like flavored different flavored fudges. I'm not a big candy guy, mm. but okay, that sounds I could do it. Sure, yeah. but yeah. But I like I'm mostly gonna be like into the food stuff. But uh, yeah, man, I'm all over that. Um, oh, oh yeah, they make food too. So like you can have like ribs, yeah. <laughs> get some nice chicken pork fingers. ribs. Oh man, uh, no negative, <laughs> negative uh, chicken fingers and stuff like that. And you, you can tell them like, hey, I, I don't have this like oil. They'll 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 do it in another oil for you. Nice. It's just really. Oh man, they'll do all that. Yeah, I'm it's crazy. That. I'm feeling that. Anyway, yeah, man. You know what I don't like though um, about. Uh, Free promo for Bucky's right there. Yeah, they owe us some money here. Oh, hold on. Uh, that was sounded Frenchy. That was the uh, the light bulb conspiracy. I accidentally clicked on it by accident. Um, you know what I don't like about um, our community here? I'm going to rank on us for a little bit. The Muslim community is. A lot of times, 
and I'm going. I'm I'm talking about something I know about because I buy all the clothes that my family uses, and my daughters and my wife use a lot of clothes. It's just just reality, right? Some of the things that they get, and I might even say most of the things that they get, if they're from a Muslim supplier, they are not very good quality. Yeah, because a lot of people are buying the uh, the cheaper stuff and bringing it over here. So yeah, so have you, have you used that place in, in, in Everett for the the sisters' clothing? They're much better quality. Um, it's called um, Eve's Eve's Boutique. No, I'll tell my wife about it. So I don't. I don't even. I'm not even going to begin to like try to be like, you know, control where my wife gets the clothes. But I'm gonna definitely. Uh, uh, give her that if that's a place to get quality stuff. But anyway, my wife has gotten place you know things from things online like Muslim companies online and from um, there's a certain place in Roxbury that she's gone to, and it's like man, dude, like you just bought the thing and it's like falling apart after the stitching. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's because the I, I, in the quality, when I was overseas, I yeah. saw the difference. Like when you're in Dubai and Saudi. Yeah. They have different tiers, and the stuff that they're bringing here yeah. is not always the, the, the quality stuff unless you know the right people. Well, I know a friend of mine was in Saudi Arabia, and uh, he got uh, an abaya for my wife. And this is like five or six years ago. It still is there, with, and it's in perfect condition. Yeah. Like, it hasn't even, it's black and it hasn't even faded. Like, it's really good condition. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like that's really quality, quality materials. Yeah. Quality materials. Yeah. And I was like, man, why can't we get this kind of and it's stuff not that here? It's, it can't. Well, you know, yeah. when I was doing the importing, I was talking to the people in Saudi. They, they, my thobes that I have from Saudi, the, yeah. the nice ones, right? Yeah. yeah. I paid $25 for those. That's another thing, the thobes. Yeah, yeah, I would pay here, I'd probably pay like $90 for that. I'm going to make a company that sells thobes because I know what I want when I get a thobe. And I've seen some really crappy thobes. Yeah, I, I'm really picking on my thobe. I'm, in fact, I would just order from this company directly. And it, the packaging is amazing. Like, they come in a nice box. Oh, it looks nice, too. Yeah, yeah. Man, we, should, we should have a thobe company, man, because there's a lot of crappy thobes out here. Oh, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. I wouldn't buy any. Uh, uh, very like, threads coming off. And you just, like, it's brand new. You put it on. And yeah. there's like threads hanging off over here, and you touch it, and the like sleeve if, falls if off. If you were if you were in Saudi, those guys would be yeah. the guys outside selling. They wouldn't be inside in the in the stores. So, they're. I mean, obviously, you know, they're paying for the shipping and bringing it all over. Is if you saw that people were had enough demand for the thobes, yeah, we can go get them, and bring them over. I'm gonna make a website, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some uh, thobes. I'm gonna call it Thobe Life. Oh, I kind of. Don't like that and like it at the same time. I know. <laughs> it's kind of thuggish though, because it's like, wait, yeah. is that like Tupac? Wait, thug like? No, I don't know if I. But I think it's kind of dope, son. Yeah, you get all those things like a ock. I I'm need a, that thobe. I'm gonna sell it T H O B L I F E, and I'll put a line over the O. Dope, son. Marketing genius right here. That's dope. Thobe life. All right, I put it out there. Someone might steal it, but don't steal it. Let me get it. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. I'm like I'm serious. I really want to put uh, out I mean, some I know like the, quality. I know, the, I know the company that makes them, man. When I went when I went over there, I was yeah. talking to them. I was thinking about bringing in, and the shipping wouldn't even. You know, you could make money at um, you know, reasonable price points. So I think people would do. You can't make it too cheap because then the people will get the wrong signal. Uh -oh. you, you, I think like sixty to seventy five dollars for a man's stove would be one that you can. Like my, I have mostly winter thobes mm. and a couple summer ones. I literally can wear that every day and it won't fade, and they, they look good. 
when you say winter thobes is just like a thicker material it's a thicker material i'm new to thobes i only have two um one is comfortable one isn't but i'm noticing the one uh that was given to me it seems like it's like falling it's like i've worn it like what 10 times and it's like the threads are coming off. And no, yeah, look on the stitching on the, the designs are like, like, come on, man, what is this? It might have been pressed. Yeah, you got to look in the, the, the stitching quality. And, and when you're over there, they know the difference in stitching quality mm. and, and, and materials. And you pay the difference. And in dollar terms, it's really not that much. Um, but yeah, they're really what I like about the Middle East is like. They know the difference, and you, you're yeah. going to go pay the quality. We need, we need to get like a woman on this podcast, not only because it's a sausage party every week, yeah, but so uh, great <laughs> sausage fest. No, but I mean, just because there's certain things I, I just don't know, like all these fashions. I, I know how to make, I'll put something together and make something work, but I really don't know, like, oh, the types of stitching and what exactly are women looking for in their clothes and that kind of. I have no idea. I, I have um, a good number of daughters, I've been married a few times, so. That's where I learned this stuff. And I used to import clothes. I oh, used, you did? Yeah. Um, well, I did the analysis what? for them, but yeah, we would import stuff. So we, I went to Guang, went to China and looked at them. And uh, a lot of people were like, oh, the Chinese can do amazing. They can do whatever you want them to do. Yeah. You know, if, if things are cheap, it's because the manufacturer told them to make it cheap. Yeah, you paid for it. That yeah. person paid for that cheap quality. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the Chinese be like, they're not going to say no. So if you're like, if it's a post that costs $10 and you tell them, make it for me for five, well, you're going to get what you get. You're going to get what you pay for. Yeah. For five. Exactly. Um, so, but uh, you got all, you know, and, and that's the same place. Almost any uh, all over the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, man. When I was, did you, did you make? Uh, so you you're making good money. Wait, so you were you working for a company that did? No, that we import? were doing we were doing it ourselves. What were you importing? We, um, so my she was doing. Uh, was this your ex wife? Yeah. Okay. And I was I was I was doing it for a couple other people. So we were supplying other other people who were selling Muslim attire. So this Pur- was this was Muslim clothes you did already. She did the Muslim clothes, and then we were supplying like purses, um, accessories, the whole nine. Mm. So, um, I mean, the Chinese are straightforward. They tell you what's legit and what's yeah. not, and there's this whole rating system that you can go through, and you can negotiate the premium. But you got to build relationships. So a lot of people are trying to just go and get the best price, yeah. and like that's not how they get down. You know, yeah. you gotta develop that it takes a couple of months sometimes yeah. a little bit longer um but so we were in guangzhou mm-hmm. and p- for those of you who don't know guangzhou is the main manufacturing area just north of hong kong yeah. right around hong kong yeah. tons of clothes come from there like i know that's yeah. where we're and it was the only time i saw so many africans like all these nigerians and all the people and they were buying so there's triple a quadruple a which is actually the authorized legitimate you know yeah. carrier be it Ralph Lauren everyone pretends like oh we don't yeah, get yeah, anything no, made no, in China stop do. lying to me everybody's China, made in China Vietnam Indonesia all that yeah, yeah. yeah. then they ship it to their yeah. country and they might you know they might add a, add, a, add a sticker on it or a, not a sticker a, a they, patch yeah they <laughs> oh, gotta do something made, with, or made in France or something like yeah, that yeah they gotta do something to make it um, yeah. but it's not a lot because uh, it it's cost prohibitive. They yeah. just do a lot. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's there. The Middle Easterns are there. The Europeans are there. They're all shopping. Mm. 
low quality build quantity but you get to show go where you want to yeah so yeah. it's not like oh man i went there and i i got the d level quality but you know you went there and that's what you decided to get so you can sell that sucker on fifth avenue on the street for sixty dollars that you paid six dollars for yeah exactly yeah, no shocker so you so you didn't sell directly you sold to other businesses yeah was it was it good money it would be good money um and we made good money for a while we had a couple of Good deals and a couple of bad deals. Mm. Um, one of the issues was um, it, we were doing it through the recession. Oh. Um, good for a little while, but then uh, things got a little rough. Yeah, that recession. What are you talking about? The, like 2007 to... Yeah, it was good. In, uh, I, I was working in the oil and gas industry, yeah. so I was good until like 2010. Yeah, I was fine. Yeah. And in 11, things got brutal in 11. Because <laughs> yeah, there were still not enough people recovering. Yeah. No, I mean, I like the import-export business. That seems like it'd be kind of fun, man. If you have buyers and you can, you know where to get products and you're, like, traveling around the world and stuff like yeah. that, that sounds like fun, I could still go back and get get those things. And, you know, if you understand the pricing, the shipping, the freight, yeah. moving it, when you want to get stuff inspected, how you want to have it insured. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm applying the same thought process right now to UniTalk because yeah. I'm thinking about stuff in different currencies, yeah, when yeah. I want to get I mean, I love international business. It, it, it's a place where a small business could really compete, yeah. you know, because you can only grow so much domestically. But you only got to hit a couple of countries, yeah. maybe a couple of cities. And so a couple did, of places. did you have a hard time finding clients, like buyers? Buyers? Um, you know, there was always people looking for buyers because they want to compete on price. Yeah. It, there were sometimes buyers who were saying that they wanted quality, but really wanted to pay for the cheap garbage. Yeah. And then you're like, well, you would just wasted my time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, no, I want premium and I want such and such. And you go get them and you get it at a price beyond what they wanted to. You hit them beyond their terms. And they're like, they're like, oh, wait a minute. Because they used to have been, you know, getting that dirty spoon treatment. I was like, well, I, I have relationships that I actually nurture. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it's all about. Mm -hmm. Business is all about relationships. Yeah. People. Relationships. That's nurture. what makes it so you can get something that other people can't get. It's yeah. a relationship. That's all it boils down to. Trust and relationships. You know, I, I find yeah. that if you treat people well and they know that you're going to yeah. you value them exactly. and you can do what you can do, yeah, um, they're going to give you a good price. Absolutely. And yeah. sometimes you might, you also would know, I, I, I would think about, okay, if I get five units, that's not the best price, but I know this guy really cares about volume. Mm. Let me get 50, you know, 10,000 units. Mm-hmm. And you know you're thinking about you know okay every every ten, every thousand that's a full run for them. I'm making this up right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to illustrate the purpose. So let's say they can run um, pants, mm -hmm. and but if they do pants and shirts, they got to switch back and forth, and that's cost. So I know okay I can get five. It'd be cheaper for me to get ten thousand shirts mm -hmm. and ten thousand pants. Or five and five, but I can't do two hundred, you know, two thousand seventy-five because they don't get a full run, and that allows me to think about bringing that into the price of how I negotiate the total volume and the and the quantity price and bring it back to the customer. The, the, the customer don't really care. Like, can you get me my price? Can you give me the you know all the requirements I need? Oh yeah, they don't care about the ins and outs of what you do to get. The no. price that they want, they just want you to meet that price. And can you be yeah. delivered on time? Because exactly. one of the yeah, delivery is huge. 
yeah in international business you know because stuff gets stuck in customs and stuff gets stuck in customs because you don't have a relationship with a customs agent i mean if you're importing and exporting you better have some customs agents that you know well you know or have a company that has good relationships with customs agents Okay, that's a new one. So I so if you have uh if you have something cuz I've I've ordered things online and like they've come from outside of America and I've seen so you know how you can see where the delivery is. Mm-hmm. I've seen things stuck in whatever customs like New York port or it might say New York port or it might say um there's another port down south uh either New Orleans or Houston or Miami. Those I think big. it might be Miami. I've seen them stuck at those ports for like like a week or something. It's mm-hmm. not really that long, but it's still, it's it adds time. more time to your delivery for you have the product yeah. in your hand. And um, so you're saying you you can deliver, because I just thought that was like a no, no that's, a standard, that's just what it is kind of thing. That's paperwork, that's inspection, yeah. that's, you know, what they're, if they're selling you on one, if you're in one solid container or what you're being, because let's imagine if you watch the movie, you're in a giant container, right? Mm. You're taking up I mean, the 20, shipping containers. The shipping containers. Yep. You're taking twenty percent of that container, and you, you don't know what else is in there. And if those guys get stuck for whatever reason, that can impact you. So how those things are packaged together, mm. um, you know, the quality of. So who's responsible for it when? So you could be responsible when it leaves the warehouse, or you could be responsible when it shows up to your front door, and every place in between. Mm. You negotiate that, and that's not always a price issue. That's sometimes a risk issue. If you're if you're buying a lot of goods, yeah, you might have a, your own freight forwarder, and you may want to take the goods because it's cheaper for your insurance and yeah. how you're handling it. Yeah. So wow, that mic is mad sensitive. Wow, it is. <laughs> I'm just scratching my shirt, and uh, sounds like I'm balling up newspaper, man. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I turned a knob by accident where it turned up sensitivity or something. I don't know. I've been picking it up. Our voices are, you know. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And people who are in the, the freight forwarding business, mm. you know, this is what they do. But you can uh, you can lose your shirt in that business by yeah. not, not insuring your stuff properly. Oh, man. It's crazy. I always did... Um, that always sucks, man. I've, when you lose money in business, oh man, I've I've had that happen many times just from ignorance. <laughs> but uh, that's how you learn your lessons. Um, yeah. and that's what happens when you don't get a business education like me. Um, but no, man, no, that no, sucks because it's it's I so still much. I lost money, and I know what you know. Sometimes you don't structure the deal properly, oh, and, or you structure hurts, the deal bro. the way the person wants to, and they don't execute. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah, it hurts, always bro. pisses me off. It hurts. I just got shopped just recently. Well, it wasn't my deal. I was run. I was doing the analysis on the deal. Yeah, yeah. And I felt it. It felt it coming. I was like, look, they'd song and dance, and they haven't given us. A, they gave us a verbal, and they hadn't written it in month one, month two. Oh, I was like, oh man. Yeah, that song and dance is always an indication that uh, you didn't get the contract. Yeah, I just no lost longer. a. I just lost a five figure contract. Literally just a couple days ago and one of my, my clients basically said that his client took our bid we were just talking about contracts the other the other the other podcast yeah took our bid showed it to you know an asian company um and uh they basically underbid us because she went ahead and showed our bid to, to her and we showed the naked like, bid. You, yeah like why we show a naked bid like and that? we you know my my company is very competitively priced my company is small we're super maneuverable you know, everybody in my company is like a ninja. We can just do 
it doesn't we're not like a huge company where we got to you know make a 20 point turn to just to turn around we can just make that turn and you know do whatever we need to do consequently uh lost that bit so um well yeah, that wasn't a it bit. happens that was like a bid would have been like here are the requirements what would actually it wasn't a bid this was actually a contract so if they signed it we would have had it but yeah. they basically took the unsigned contract it wasn't a bid it wasn't like a quote it was actual the real bid we already got past that stage and we yeah. were ready to do business hey sign here so we can all get paid and uh, like uh yeah i'm not gonna do it so yeah, um, they, they use your they use your quote to shop yeah i mean i've done it so you know it happens <sighs> yeah, a little painful a little yeah. hurts hurts a little bit because you know you're over there you know taking pictures i and mean all this stuff and, like i told people oh, i man, think it's last podcast, hurts, podcast before what i said yeah if i'm gonna shop i'm gonna let you know like look i'm looking at two three others this i really i'm gonna start doing that i think everyone should do that that's just good business and it keeps your relationships intact yeah you know if ever everyone knows what's going on up front i mean one dude was not you not know. happy because he thought you know, one of the colleagues liked his product and like the product the company that he was working with yeah but um when i looked at it i liked the product yeah but when you looked at the car they it made me the one i went with i got the price lower but they were roughly the same price yeah you know they were only like of the of the Less than twenty thousand dollars they each cost. Mm-hmm. They were about five hundred dollars apart, which is oh neg- wow, that's nothing. That's negligible. Wow. But the the difference was one had a lot of implementation c- cost, mm-hmm. and the other one was the product, and they waived the implementation, which is what brought the price down. So now, one I would have been paying, you know, we would have been paying like eight grand up front. Yeah. The other one we were paying the same amount of money but we're paying quarterly. Mm-hmm. So for a small company, that's better to pay quarterly and not have a a bunch of implementation costs. Implementation is when they set your stuff up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm talking to the people listening. <laughs> you know, uh, the consulting work. And, I'm learning too because yeah. a lot of these terms I don't know. I'm yeah. just kind of... I mean, that gets a lot of people. Like, you go yeah. get a solution. It's sort of like a... Uh, who does it a lot that sells you the price and then afterwards talks about the you know the adjustments and i hate when people do well that that happens a lot in construction believe it or not because there's a lot of unknowns so any any business where there's a lot of unknowns your your quote or your bid is only going to cover certain things so like even in my business where i do a lot of uh, construction project management and i bid stuff out i always put in the in the contract that this only covers what's specified in the contract specifically so sometimes you open up a wall and find you know a family of wasps in there or something I'm not or not a family of wasps but sometimes you'll find something crazy like oh hey this place has uh, aluminum wires from 1920 (laughs) this is not going to work we're going to burn the house down so that's another expense so if you you know that's straightforward yeah yeah yeah. but you always want to put that in your contract so Mm -hmm. that you cover unknowns because it does happen you can't help it um I think people think about like car mechanics are kind of known for this. Like, oh, that too. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. well. Yeah. Those guys, are, but that, that that's just lying. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, your uh, your timing belt uh, doohickey snapped. Sorry, and you drive away, and it, it happens while you, you got to keep coming. No, that's just um, dishonesty, and that's not cool at all. Yeah, that's a little different. All right, yeah. I see what you're saying. But you know, I think it, sometimes it works against me. Sometimes it, it works for me. I'm, yeah. I realize I'm much better on the procurement negotiation side mm. or negotiating the contract than on the, the sales side, even though they're very similar. 
I don't know what you mean by because isn't that the same thing? What do you mean the procurement? Like procurement when I'm buying stuff on behalf of my company or negotiating with like an enterprise. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Um, uh, I, those are kind of the same. Though. They're very, I, I see they're what very, you're saying. Yeah, though. they're very similar. Um, right. But um, so you're better it, at buying than selling, essentially. Is that what even you mean? if I'm selling, if I'm part of the negotiation team, yeah, I'm really good at that because then I can come out and I can be. Hardcore analytical. <laughs> yeah. Still a relationship guy, but I can come back and crack the numbers and say, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. Eh, that's kind of close. Or nobody like, oh, it's a terrible idea. Look, yeah. Um, mm. I think I'm good at both of those things. I think you need to be. Because um, buying, uh, I'm very, I'm very sh- uh, shrewd. No, I'm very, um, I'm not easily swayed by uh, sales tactics. Yeah. It's because I already kind of know what I want. I know the price I should pay. So whatever they're saying is irrelevant. I just need to know if I'm going to get what I want to get. I'm sometimes interested. Like when I feel the salesperson moving me into that position, you can feel it like they're using the things to make your thought process. go. Well, I'm I'm super sensitive to that. And that kind of gets on my nerve. I don't like people trying to make me, you know, believe something or think a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the cool if, I, if I become a now, if 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 I meet somebody that's like able to do that without me picking up on it, man, you deserve that sale because <laughs> you know, uh, that's a smooth brother, right? There. You know, you know? So I know of, uh, of listening to people and then they're moving you. And I'm like, yeah, this guy is really doing a process. Yeah. Like I, I can still see myself moving, but I'm looking at myself going, man, yeah, man, he's really trying to move me into a buying decision. Yeah. But if I make the decision that I'm not buying right now, yeah, like it's not yeah, happening. It's not happening. Yeah. I appreciate it, but I'm going to follow up because sometimes I don't like impulse buying. It's just oh, a man. terrible idea. Nope. Never a good idea. And I, I actually do that with cheap things sometimes. Like, oh, man, what? Uh, cotton candy flavored briars. Got to try it. You know, like that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds. And it's always like something I always regret it. Like, I always regret those impulse purchases, even though they're like cheap things and like little things, two, three, five, six dollars, that kind of thing. But um, like you ever have those. um, uh. Well, you probably never had it, but at, at Burger King, they had these like never be negative because I don't eat a Burger King. I don't eat a Burger King either, but I saw I saw an advertisement like a picture in the window of like they had these macaroni and cheese Doritos. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, I got to try it. That sounds horrible. like that's the kind of I'm, I'm impulse buying like that. And it was uh, it wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't good. It was like ugh, like you. F- you like you feel like you want to kill yourself after you eat them. Like you just feel terrible. Like oh god, what did <laughs> I just eat? I'm a terrible person. Like, <laughs> wow. Well, it was basically like what it was is macaroni and cheese, right? You know, like not good macaroni and cheese, like uh, you know, craft macaroni and cheese. And so they pressed pressed into the shape of a Dorito, and then covered with like I would assume Dorito crumbs or something. Why would you eat that? I don't know. I wanted to see what was going on with it, man. And uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like gross, but it wasn't like. It was not a. It was not like good. It was like where you eat something. It's like shameful, and you're like, you don't want to eat it in front of anybody because it's like, why am I, I eating I, these deep fried macaroni I, and cheese Dorito? I, I never do that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't do that at all. I'm, I'm weak for cheap, uh, cheap impulse buying, but not for uh, expensive things. Like no, not at all. No. Yeah, that was gross though. I, I'm, I'm not proud of that moment. No, you know what gets me though? I'll tell you is, um, I like people to do what the hell they say they're gonna do. And I kind of expect them that they're gonna follow up. No, yeah. I will put my foot up a person's butt if they if they don't. But I get furious. Mm. What? Don't blow smoke up my butt. No, man. Uh, t- 
tell me exactly what you're able to do, what you can't do, yeah. and I could work with you. Exactly. You know, when, when people, oh yeah, you know what happened was that the hamburger on Tuesday didn't really come in, and because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm gonna have to stammer, and I hate going to people and shoving BS. I'm just like, hey. Yeah. I learned that early on in real estate. I I, I kind of might have done that a little bit myself, where you kind of like whenever you first start off in something. I started in real estate in like 2000, like what. 2003 or something like that and you kind of like talk like you you know what's going on mm-hmm. like oh yeah that's a, like you like you know when you don't know all the terms yet yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, that's a, and you're like flux capacitor yeah the, exactly and you're like <laughs> millennium like, falcon uh, like, like well, there, there's back been, to the future and exactly like the, <laughs> yeah and you know you have no idea what's going on like this is in, in any in any business when you first start something you really don't know and this is why i always recommend reading a term uh, terms book like I, I had to actually purchase a uh, a real estate um, dictionary terms mm-hmm. like a, it, has, it has literally nothing but dictionary terms and I had to verse myself on that so I knew what was going on um, by the way it does not take a lot to get a real estate license in case anyone wants to know um, so um, but no there were just so many times where like people were like asking oh hey is this uh do you know where the sump pump's located? I'm like, oh yeah, sump pump. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think they have that on the roof over near the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, you just look like a total buffoon. Like, dude, just tell me. Like, if you don't know something, just be like, you don't know. You know? Like, hey, that's. You know what? I, what my thing is. That's not my area of uh, concentration. Yeah, or that's but, a great one. Yeah, yeah I should have. But said I that, will yeah. tell my my team member. <laughs> Sometimes you know what it is. I know it, but I'm not like I don't want to be get committed down to doing something immediately. Yeah. And sometimes I just know that I'm gonna pass it on to you know my man anyway, and that's the way of doing the introduction. Exactly. You know, like yeah, I'm gonna get you the expert in that space. That's a great answer. And yeah, uh, it takes you a while to learn those great answers to things you don't know. Yeah. Where you still look like an expert, even though you really don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Sometimes, because uh, I'm, I'm a consult, you know, consultant, I try to solve the problem right then and there. But like, okay, let me get the information, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm brainstorming, and I wonder what they're thinking. They're like, "What? What's this dude?" I'm like, look, man, you came with me with a problem, you asked me for a solution. I'm trying to put put it together right now. So, yeah. if you, if you want to brainstorm, I'm with you. If not, I can refer you to someplace else. Um, Honesty is the best policy in business, most of the time. Yeah, even though people are like, oh, I need to be shady. I need to. I'm like, yeah. no, don't be shady, bro. People got to trust you, man. It's all about yeah. trust and relationships. And that's why I'm saying goes back to my original point with the uh, light bulbs. If you put out a quality product, you can stand behind your product. You will always have repeat business because people will trust you. Yeah, but you can't underprice if you're putting out a quality. No, do not product. underprice because the people you have to have the right price signal. Yeah, and if you're you know, if your industry top quality product is a yep. hundred and one dollars, and you come in at ninety nine, they're gonna be thinking there's a problem. Yeah, like what's this cheap guy coming in trying to get my business for? Yeah, you know, I've seen this many times where um, I've had so in my business I do construction project management, um, and I've had different uh, contractor supply bids. Yeah, and I would I would I might even say eighty to ninety percent. Like the the bids that a contractor provides will have like samples and like a whole layout and a whole like sometimes they'll even go as far as to do the CAD uh, program that you download and you can look at it and you can spin around in the room and all that's that. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, right? 
I've even had, and I would say, and a lot of my clients, I would, I would actually say 99% of my clients are, are generally wealthy. You will find that those guys, 80 to 85% of the time, will go with the more expensive bid because they, they don't want the hassle of having to go back with the guy who's cheaper and saying, okay, this isn't done right, this isn't done right, you need to come back and fix this. They'll just go with the more expensive person. Because they assume it's quality. They, they assume it's better quality, and I would even say that they might be right. They might be right. So don't be afraid to price your stuff properly. But the trick to that is making sure you find the clientele and you're marketing effectively to the clientele that you want to get. So some people get so, like, yeah. okay, higher premium pricing doesn't mean volume because premium pricing requires matching the customer. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do a premium price and then a value price or a discount price, you're going to have to take your product and rebrand it, even if it's the same thing or tweak it mm. the, the selection away where you can make that revenue yeah from the you know the value price and you can make your margin you know your profit margin well, not really but i like to say margin some people say profit it's the wrong term but whatever um okay, what's the right term then oh margin is the right way a lot of people use the, the so profit the, margin is not the correct term it depends like if you're let's say the item costs you hundred dollars and you're selling it for 150 you know it's actually a margin of fifty dollars some people say i made a profit of fifty dollars but you have other business expenses so that's not necessarily being going to be a profit all the way in the bottom line unless you know all your expenses perfectly then that would be true oh i see what you're saying so yeah i assume when i say a profit margin so if i have a job for okay i see what you mean so yeah. if i have a job for 20 grand and then I bill it at twenty five grand. I would say my profit margin is five grand, but but I would also know that I have other expenses coming out of that five grand too. Yeah. So you're saying my that's not profit then? You're correct. Yes, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, but when you say profit margin, it's, it's sort of if you know that yeah. you have other expenses. I see what you mean. Yep. Yeah, we, we tend to say that like colloquially. Yeah. But it, that's incorrect. It's incorrect. It gets a lot of people in trouble. You just taught me something. I'm going to start doing that now. This is my margin. Yeah. There you go. I like that. Yeah. I mean, there's other types of margins, but yeah, um, I, I tried to do that myself because you start when you start telling yourself, hey, this is my profit. You actually believe it. And then you have all these other expenses and you see people at the end of the year like, damn, Uncle Sam, like, oh, Uncle Sam was going to get you anyway. Yeah, I, I, you, I you got to build it in your price. I, I, I often forget to deduct the taxes out often. Still, yeah. currently, even after freaking 20 years. You know years. what I say is you build the taxes into the actual price. Yeah, I do do that. But even still, I forget about it. <laughs> like, it's really <laughs> dumb. I don't know how I always do that because I always end up owing money when I should have put it all, already put it away. But anyway, um, yeah, thanks for flexing your MBA on us, bro. <laughs> no, yo, that's like it comes in. MBA school. flexing right here. MBA flexing. My school was strong in it. Yeah. There's all kinds of other, like, really... But these days, there's so much good software that you can use, or software as a service. Yeah, man. And, you know, get an accountant, get someone to set it up for you. Make sure you understand everything that's going on and let that sucker run. And you can run it. You put your number, you put your, what you're doing, yeah. and you see what your margins are, and then you find the numbers that are relevant to you. Yeah. So if it's, I need a, you could be like, I, I don't want to care about margin. I don't want to care about, that's not my focus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know I need to sell a hundred widgets 
at my own pace to sell a hundred widgets because that's how you know if you're going to hit yeah. your hit your marker. That's where a business good business plan comes in too. People yeah. underestimate a good business plan, and this is how you know if you're on track to make a certain amount yeah, by a certain amount of time. Yeah, the yeah. day before, and you're at fifty nine. Not very helpful. <laughs> not at all. You know, you need to know that yeah. you're on track like monthly, so you can change your behavior or uh, at least like come up with a plan. Or hey, do you watch the news? I haven't been watching the news. I'm on a news sabbatical right now. I am too. I, I mean, I always catch up with stuff online whenever I see it. But um, apparently, I, mean, I see it on my phone. Yeah, I get my news. Donald Trump did something in Russia or something in uh, some Russian summit, and everyone's calling him a traitor now. I want to know what they were, uh, what they're calling him a traitor about. But if you don't know, then I definitely don't know. I, I kind of don't even want to. I didn't see the news this morning. I've been. Uh, I don't even like really want to know because I've been deep on my implementation right now, and uh, mm. yeah, you know. stay focused, man. He's a red headed. He's a red herring, like a one man red herring. I, yeah, I, I, it's too. It's just distracting. There's a lot of theater. I'm like, is yeah. this helpful? Can't do it. Um, but I did see that uh, Navient is getting sued in California. Who Navient? They are a big one of the. They used to be Sally May, and when they spun them out. Oh. So, so the private loans servicing for mm-hmm. Sally Mae became Navient, <laughs> same damn company. Um, State of California sued them for uh, a lot of misleading. Yeah, they were they were terrible. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a big class. So there's going to be a lot more class action suits coming for it. That's their second one. Oh wow. State of Illinois had sued them a few years ago. Is, so Sally Mae's not a government uh, organization. Well. I know all those May, Freddie May, Freddie Mac, yeah, all that. Yeah, that government? yeah, but no, Sally May is actually private. But all student loans, if they take, if they're managing federal student loans, the the main underwriter is the U.S. government. Yeah. So U.S. government makes money from student loans. Yeah, I know so they the, do. The U.S. government can stop the student loan crisis tomorrow. I know they can. They could just say, "Hey, yeah. we just had a major recession. Y'all in debt." You're done. Or they'll say, um, if you served in the, you know, they can do something. We served in the military or if you served in the Peace Corps or AmeriCorps or if you're willing to do four years of um, community service and you can work at a nonprofit, you can work at schools because yeah. they have the programs to, for the forgiveness. Yeah. You can you can take all this off this pressure off the people. They'll make the taxes back because then these people would be not covered in debt. It's, it's a real they'll, shame. They'll, they'll yeah. go up in business. It's really you know? a shame. Like I, my my kids are not, uh, they're not going to be in that kind of debt. Not because I'm just so wealthy and I'm going to pay for all their school, which might happen. But I mean that I just don't. I don't see a need to get that kind of debt. Like why? What are they getting out of it besides debt? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they get. Oh man, guaranteed hundred hundred k a year when you get out. Nah, uh, nobody. None I of mean them. these days it's not even. You need more yeah. than hundred k. But I'm, I'm, you know. Mari, think good job. You know, my oldest girl um, got her full ride. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a really good job in that regard. But yeah, it would have it would have been tough. Come in, like I, you know, when I was young, I wasn't thinking anything about my student loan debt. I was like, oh, I, I just need to do this. All right. Are you still? Do you still have student loan debt to this day, or no? Yeah, I got um, predatory lenders when I was in the military. The bastards put my loan in default when I came when I was in Iraq. Appreciate wow! You. Thank you, you bastards. Um, suffi- That's per- oh, you know, th- there was a whole bunch of them. Wow! Was a, there was a there were two major predators that were hitting veterans. So uh, currently at forty one, you still have debt, student debt? Or no. Mm-hmm. Wow! Mainly from that predation. I have uh, I have one from one of my grad schools, but I have 
I had paid my direct student loans off. Yeah. But the ones that got messed up with this, it, it's just been a pain in the ass, man. Because once you, I wouldn't pay them nothing, son. Like I'm, I'm spot. Like I'll, I'll have bad credit. F, F a credit. I don't. Well, you know. student loans will. Uh, they, they, it's not something. Oh, they, they, do they, they just deduct it? <laughs> you can't declare bankruptcy and make those suckers go away. Oh wow. But uh, no, there's some things you can do. But no, it was. Um, you know, I'll get on a class action lawsuit and get them. They did a lot of bad things. Wow. I know guys that were coming who, who bought houses, and they were having their houses to, you know, foreclose on and uh, wow, and all kinds of stuff, and they were paying. It, That's crazy, man. That would just make like I, that makes me like want to set something on fire, man. I'm crazy like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually serious. Like I can't, I can't. Like you can't like just treat me in your kind of way. Like, yeah. Well, they, well, they're like, why do they do it to to military members? Because they know we're gone. Exactly. And That's exactly why. And you're so busy right now. Like it could be months before you come back, even though you do your documents and um, the companies. These guys were on base. They were like someplace else in like some seating alley. Yeah. Like they were on base. Yeah. They were supposedly blessed by the DOD, and they were they were crooks. Man, Lying. like I'm, I'm just coming home. I'm gonna set my house on fire. Here, you guys can have this uh, burnt lot. Oh, there, there were guys coming back to no home. Like they were, they were gone. Not even wow. in the process. Um, car companies. Oh, it, like all their belongings and like every. Oh yeah, dude. There were a couple of really bad oh, ones. Oh like, man, they, they auctioned their stuff off. Why? Wow. Oh, I wish I'm damn, like, like these are small outliers. There was a lot. They were, they were, they were gutting my brethren. Gutting. Wow. Um, oh yeah, I can't. I can't handle that kind of stuff, man. I just like that, like people who are just mean and evil and disrespectful on I mean, purpose. These are major companies. Like, hey, too. why are you doing this, Bank of America? Because you have you know two twenty three billion in profit last year. Uh because we can. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was usually like. Well, Bank you can of have America this house on fire. Take this house; it's on fire. Uh, you know, it's all it would yours. have been the company that they bought. Um, was that Century? Oh, no, no. Um, there was a lot of. Big, they weren't the the top level companies that yeah. Congress is going to summon, yeah. but they were they were big size companies, and they were they were stealing left and right, mm. destroying people. It takes years of fighting to fix. That I kind know of stuff. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And, and they were all they were the same. They're the same type of people that go on college campuses and sign up an eighteen year old with a credit card. Yep, had that happen to me when yeah. I was seventeen. Actually, I got they're a like, credit card. Be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, and we're yeah. like, okay, it's zero percent, and then it becomes twenty one percent in eighteen months. Hey, yeah, and, and you're like, you, oh, word, you word. don't know nothing. Yeah, they're like, here's a free frisbee. You're, <laughs> yep, I fell for that too. Yep. Yeah, they, they, they used to do it all the time. Yeah. You would have like you, you know, people would be like twenty years old with like five credit cards. Yep, and then those interest rates are hitting them, and they're like, what? The? Yeah. I just made a payment. The bill's still the same, like, you know, like what, or the the balance is still the same. Like yeah. I'm paying it, and it's going up. I learned I learned all those lessons the hard way back when I was 18, 19, 20, because I didn't know, like I didn't have a financial education too. That's the other bad side about not going, to, I guess, not going to college. Or well, college don't teach you. Yeah, I guess nobody, that recently. I guess you're supposed to get that from your parents probably, but neither of my parents taught me any kind of financial education. So. Um, yeah, I, I got credit cards, didn't know how to... I mean, I had bad, like, just bad financial dealings because I just didn't know how money worked, how credit cards worked, how none of that worked. I used to get, like, payday loans and stuff like that. And oh, like, oh, bad. I mean, look... Uh, the person who saved me is actually my my stepmother. 
she was the one who was like had she actually helped bail me out in a couple of situations because I just I didn't know I didn't know how like hey how come I make a payment on the credit card not use it and the balance stays the same <laughs> like it was crazy yeah it I, was I know, crazy. Like, like, like it was so, mental. So I was handling all my stuff myself, and then man, when I, I had, man, f those guys, man. Swear, <laughs> yeah, every time hard. I think about, it, it's like, why you, this is like thieving, man? Just thieves. Yeah, because I was worried it's about crazy. My, you know, so if you have debt, you it can mess with your security clearance when you were going through. So when I was going through my process, oh, wow, really? like, yeah, yeah, because well, you're under pressure and people do all kinds of foolishness. I'm like, wow! I I just owe you money. Uh, I'll get you when I get you. you know That's the way I might think it was. I'm not so, going to yeah. betray anything I believe in because I owe you money. Yes, yeah. whatever, son. Yeah. yeah. Um, the. But um, so that's why I went into some of those programs, and it was it was a nightmare, bro. Yeah. It, there was one we were paying into the program, so we did this because they said, well, you know, you're going to be traveling mm. and you're going to be gone. And you pay with us, and we'll pay your bills, and you just move over. And we take like a month to go through. Man, I paid them fools for four months. They didn't pay none of my things. Wow. They oh, man, that makes me angry. <laughs> and, I, and these wow. guys were on base. Wow. In, in the in the so in they are approved by the DOD. I mean, they're technically. I mean, it's yeah, they're still con- screwing you. Still screwing a whole bunch of people. Like, yeah, and recommend. I'm like, these guys are garbage. I mean, a few years later, they they kicked all of them off, but there were guys. Get, there was a bank before I came in, which yeah. Armed Forces Bank. Man, that makes me angry. Boy, yeah. they, 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 the bank was so bad in boot camp when they're beating your ass. They're like, don't ever, ever sign with these guys. They will wow. steal your money. Um, it, there are just so many. Just, it's one of those things where you trust the organization that you're in yeah. and the people get associated with that. And you and, assume that they're on the same credibility. Yeah, and be like, okay, the, the, these guys must have checked their books or something. And, you know, they're yeah. they're in the facility. <laughs> yeah, and they were just grimy, grimy. All these banks. Let me tell you something about banks, man. I've been to almost every bank, and they've all been crooks. The only ones I can say have been done right by me is credit unions. The credit union with right now is great. If there's a fee, they let you know there's a fee. There's no secret like, oh, you did this. Oh, we're going to charge you $45. Like, there's no, like, mo- low minimum balance. None of that stuff. Like, it's, like, straight to the point. Like, all these other ones, they give you, like, oh, hey, if you open an account, we'll give you 20 bucks right in your account. Like, that's nothing, man. Like, it's, yeah, I, I recommend credit unions for everybody. Yeah, I use, um, I have two credit unions that are my primary, Navy Federal and uh, USAA. Both yeah. of them are military. I don't know why. Why are credit unions like they have different rules? Safe. And um, I think it it's also like the, cult, the the there's some grimy credit unions out there. But yeah, probably. Um, my dad's a board member for a credit union. Which one? Uh, United Methodist. Okay. Um, oh, is that like a, like a church credit union. Yeah, the, it's the the second largest church credit union in the country, or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, and they they have different rules, but they also fo- focus on members, so the person has other yeah. benefits outside of it, and it's just a different mentality. Even yeah, I don't even I don't even show ID when I go there. Everybody knows me, you know, like it's cool. Now the downside is they don't have a million ATMs. That's a downside. So I've had mobile banking before. Everyone, you know, before people were taking photos of their card, you yeah, know, checks and yeah. depositing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was doing that like four years before everybody else was. Oh wow, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, and I don't pay any ATM fees. They're, yeah. all, they're reimbursed. That's true. That's also, yeah, mine has that too. Uh, yeah, and then, then yeah. if I go overseas, I just call them up and let them know and I switch. Yeah. I mean, everyone else does it, but it was, 
actually easy. I use my insurance through them. Yep. My car could be on fire. I just call them up like, yeah, I need a rental. Yep, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And that's how it should be. It, you shouldn't be frustrated for something you pay for. And they also, I, I, well, I don't know about they, but the one I did, they actually monitor your credit too. Like they, um, like there was some, I had some old stuff on my credit and they like took it off somehow. I don't even know what they did, mm-hmm. but it, it was over, uh, what's the time frame for seven years? Okay. I think there was some old stuff on there that was older than that. And somehow they got it off because it was still on there. I didn't tell them to do it. I think they just did it or maybe it did it by itself. I don't know, but I use a law firm called Lexington, Lexington legal. Oh yeah. I challenge everything. Right, <laughs> right or every, wrong, right or wrong, everything. They're making enough money anyway, so you no, know. no, no. Because they've been screwing. They, they, like I know they've done grimy stuff, so yeah, I challenge yeah. every. Because they have some rules that if they don't respond within sixty days, they gotta take it off. Sometimes ninety, depends what it is. Well, I got, I got good credit now, so I'm, you know, I'm cool with it. But uh, you, you gotta fight to keep your good credit. I know. Actually, I've had my uh, identity stolen before. Oh, the VA loses my identity so often. Yeah, that's one other reason I have a law firm. Yeah, just yeah. to just to keep it on, and it's not that expensive. It's like a, it's like a fifty dollars a month or something like that. The one I got is a, uh, I think it's, it's like twenty dollars a month. It's really cheap. It's not. It's not. And yeah, it's weird. It's, like like people it's nothing, don't really. Yeah, I mean it's worth it too. The credit yeah. monitoring stuff. Like yeah, that's just like. But what do they do? You want someone that's going to go out there and fix it? No, no. Guy. I've had it happen and they fixed it. Mine yeah, yeah. was with um. Somebody. No, I was talking about generally. Speaking. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, that's been a uh, our eleventh episode. Getting 11th. into double digits, man. Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about anything crazy today. Nothing we, crazy. We need something to to talk about crazy before some people think something is wrong with us. Yeah, we need something dumb to talk about sometimes, man. But uh, I think we talked about international business, which is very respectable. Um, talked about my temper, which is... Uh, we need to talk about my temper. My temper is horrendous. I don't think it's worse than mine, though, man. I think I, you don't have rage behind your eyeballs like I do. <laughs> it does when it comes on. I I, just, it's just like, I, yeah. I got to make that switch. Well, yeah. And this is not... I'm, I'm actually... Uh, I'm not angry all the time i'm like you know my wife and kids um they, they would tell you I'm, I'm i'm just a funny dude who's uh who's cool and stuff but um no it's just like uh, outside of the house i'm always like look i don't know if i'm looking for an issue but i, I always expect an issue to be to be like right around the corner or something it's like it's just weird it's not healthy you, 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 do you need i think i need a vacation bro <laughs> <laughs> no Huh. No. That's all. I just need a vacation. But anyway, yeah, we talked about my temper. We talked about um, international business. We talked about um, is that it. I think we. I think that was it. Oh, uh, planned obsolescence mm. and how that's not a good thing. It's we only talk about. We talked about um, pricing value along with the price. Yeah, pricing. Making sure you price accordingly when you when you make a quality product. Um, but yeah, uh, maybe next time we'll get into some more goofy things. Um, I don't know if this was a very funny podcast. I think uh, people like it you know, when we're a little goofier. But uh, hey, come on, man. We got to go out here and make some money, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm like, my brain is so deep into like this this launch we're getting ready for. Um, oh, yeah. And When's the launch date? With, uh, August 15th. Nice. I mean, so, I mean, we're taking customers right now, so it's not... Um, but yeah, so we're looking at looking at that and setting everything up, getting everything ready. That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. I wish you all the best success because um, it is a fantastic, fantastic product. All right, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us.
Catch you on the flip side. Uh, one. Yep. Uh, one. <laughs>